Good morning out there in Radio Land. This is Aaron Wilson with you guys on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. What a beautiful, beautiful day it is. Um, I know a lot of people out there have storm damage, hearing a lot of people having trees down. Um, one of I had a meeting later on today with somebody who's had to cancel just because they're trapped in their road from trees. And so i um, thankful that it seems to be not as bad as it could have been, but it definitely was still bad. And so if you guys had storm damage out there, we're praying for you guys and I'm glad that safety happened, but still a lot of cleanup to happen from the storm last night that came through. But this is a beautiful June 26th. It's good to be back with you all from vacation. Yes, last week was great. Um, Roger Goostery tried to tell me that I didn't need to do this anymore, that Hannah is more than capable to host this show now or broadcast without me. And so um, I don't know if I took that as took that to heart or took that as an opportunity like <laughs> i said okay she did good i said i got plenty to do so um no i love doing it and but you all did do a great job last night i last week i heard um i got to listen to a few mornings but not all of them and i know you all did a great job and you all did a wonderful job yesterday leading worship hannah did and then jason preached and did a good job i listened to most of the service yesterday there's a a um, couple points that my phone went in and out from service in the mountains, but overall it was it was really good. So great job, guys! Great Thank job. You. Thank you. Um, team Jesus all the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miss Gretchen, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. Doing well. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Amen. Doing good. We already heard Jason's voice, so um, we heard him <laughs> enough yesterday morning. Yeah. And I heard you said something about, now I'd missed this listening, so I don't know if it was one of those spots that was in and out, but Joey told me that you said at one point you were talking about manna, and you said, uh, this is where Aaron would insert something according to bacon. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I have a big announcement on bacon here in a minute. Right. Um, got a big announcement. Uh-oh. Uh, we ate a lot of really good food. Yeah, uh, too good. much good food, actually. That's and the great thing about vacation. And I heard one person say that that's really all vacation is. You're going from one pl- place to another to eat. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's, I, I agree. We're here. We might as well eat. Um, you go somewhere else. Well, let's, let's eat here. <clears throat> well, on vacation, I try to do a strict two-hour schedule. Um, two hours, you're eating something. So you either in a meal, a snack, fudge, depending on where you're at. Like if you're in the mountains, like we were, it's taffy or fudge or something yeah. to that regard. If it's at the ocean, um, what is the ocean snack? I don't know, but I mean, I'm always very hungry at the ocean. I don't know what it is because you don't really do anything, but I'm sitting there on the beach, you just want something to snack on. What is your favorite snack on the beach? I so just, just some kind eight. of usually some kind of chip or something like that because you know it's usually warm and so like chocolate's not that great but yeah yeah Anna what's your favorite I do like food? sandwiches too for some reason I'm I sand- do too. Yeah. like sand- sandwiches on the beach yeah <laughs> I'll bring something like I don't even know why but it's just no I do too uh, I went on vacation with my friend and her mom was awesome she always had things prepared like snacks and stuff for us <laughs> so I'm like I need to go more often with y'all but she made us chicken yeah. salad sandwiches on oh, croissants yeah. Yeah. on the beach that's good. and that's a good snack too like on the boat like I've had that like yeah. being out on the boat like on the lake and stuff too so. so why is it called chicken salad there's no salad to it no there's no salad it's just I don't know it's like potato salad. But the salad mean you mix stuff together? You, yeah, you it like. It is. It's chicken mixed, mixed up, up together with it some is, other yeah. stuff. But there's no. Sometimes there's grapes. Sometimes is chicken pecans. salad healthy? <laughs> walnuts, sometimes you go put walnuts instead of pecans. Is chicken salad healthy? Probably not. There's I a lot of mayonnaise. I wouldn't it. say it's healthy. <laughs> is it miracle but Whip or mayonnaise? 
Either one. I wouldn't say it's healthy, but it would definitely be healthier than a lot of other things. I know a lady that puts honey in hers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all want to hear my big announcement? Not really, but yeah. All right. <laughs> no, go ahead. All right. <laughs> you'll, you'll love this announcement. Um, and I want to say this. If you want to engage with the broadcast this morning, you can text us 270-230-6337. But I have decided. I have decided on vacation, and we went to shop last night, and I've realized this. Groceries are getting higher every day, but we have decided that I am changing my lifestyle. I am eating better. That's good. I'm trying. I don't know how well I'm going to succeed at this, but I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to. We're we're even talking about getting a gym membership. See, look at this. Mariah got it down. We're we are like I am aggressively trying to pursue it because I figured something out on vacation that I rested a lot. Like we rested. Like we didn't like yeah. work, but. My body still hurt, so I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm 36 with a body of 104, and so uh, so I'm I'm making adjustments in my life now. And I went, I, y'all are gonna love this. Listeners are gonna love this. I went to Walmart last night and I bought me salads. All right, you bought a salad? Yes, it was a bacon salad, but it's still a salad. Wow. I'm gonna try to. God really is answering prayers. Uh, last night for are dinner, you, are I you gonna have any kind of dressing or anything on it? Or no, I don't gonna... like dressing. I okay. eat dry. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can do dry. Like I've ate dry salad before. <clears throat> I just it's the salad dressing I don't like the taste of. Okay, you might need to at least put some seasoning on that or something. Well, I got bacon seasoning. <laughs> it was like a little packet thing. Like some pepper? Do you like pepper? Uh, yeah, I'll eat pepper. Well, I got huh. this packet of bacon. Almonds and something else that you're okay. supposed to top it with. So I figured that would help. You know, like 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 a Caesar. I don't know. Dressing? I got a cob sam. I got a cob salad. Okay. But I don't want the dressing. But I'm uh, trying. Well, actually, that's healthier <laughs> because the dressing yeah, adds yeah, a lot yeah, more that's, calories. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so, so here, see, I'm I'm getting I'm more healthier than I even thought. And so <laughs> last night for dinner. Now I'm I'm getting in. I'm I'm easing my way into it because last night usually it would have been like. Um, we got it back late from the groceries. I was like, usually just like, oh, just let's let's do three fried egg bologna and cheese sandwiches or something like that. Last night I had a sandwich with turkey, cheese, and then I had two boiled eggs for dinner. How's that for healthy? I went to I bed. Like eggs are good. I went to bed feeling like, man, I am feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling great. So I'm starting on my journey. I don't know how this is going to work, um, but whenever I you know, it's it's not cool whenever you break weight limits and stuff like that. So I have to try to I'm trying to get back under that, and I'm trying. So that's my big announcement, listeners. You can help me hold me accountable. Um, it's going to be a journey. If if you see me with a clothespin trying to eat a salad, so it's, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do better. Oh, <clears throat> um, all righty. I've got I got text coming in. Um, let's see here. Miss Miss Gale says. Uh, ice cream and or snow cones. Wait a second. That's not helping my diet, Miss Gill. That's probably from earlier. Yeah, it's from earlier at the nice. beach. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't well, go to the beach and eat sooner. <laughs> oh, let's see here. One listener also told me, they, I don't have to read this in there, but I'll read it anyways. The food you were eating was causing more information information in your body there were for for more pain so i i would probably say that's true um and um i'm trying i'm i think the hardest thing's gonna happen is the caffeine because i'm trying to cut out caffeine 
except maybe an occasional sweet tea. I don't know. That's my splurge. But I'm trying to eliminate Cokes and caffeine. Well, you're going all in, aren't you? And, um, Are you going to drink water? I, I've been drinking water. <gasps> I've been drinking water. Wow. And um, I got, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Does detox work? Should you detox? What's your all's opinion on detox? Does the onion wrapped around your foot really work? <laughs> Probably not. Would you do it? If I bought you an onion and put it on your feet? No, I wouldn't. Would you, would you see if it turns black? Put it on his salad. <laughs> I don't think I I'd would. I'd say it's better just to detox by drinking water because that uh, will flush out yep. a lot of things. Well, my wife swears that I would feel better if I don't drink Cokes. So that's what I'm trying to do. Well, I learned something new this weekend about sugar. So I had always... I've. Um, I've known that certain things cause heartburn, but I never knew that sugar causes heartburn. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. I know uh, pasta causes heartburn. Yeah, I know like acidic foods, yeah. things like that. But I learned that actually sugar causes heartburn too. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So. Miss Gail is saying you were probably going through withdrawal. Well, I'm going to probably go through caffeine withdrawal. Yeah. So I've, I have done, headache, I have done no caffeine before for a week or two, and the first three or four days is miserable. And you got that headache, and your body hurts, and so y'all can help hold me accountable. Now I'm not gonna be perfect with this. You you might still see me with the Snicker bar, but uh, <laughs> every once in a while. But I am trying, and me and Heather's talking about getting a gym membership and um, to work out and everything. So mm-hmm. sounds good. What an epiphany! Come home from vacation. <laughs> wow. And so, um, but so y'all can help me. I, I will discuss my journey. As we go, so you all y'all are gonna go on this journey with me as I get healthier. Um, Joey says, "Proud of you. you can really you can really enjoy Cattleman's." Um, <laughs> well, you know, you can. There's splurge. healthy options there. It yeah. is a 20 ounce sirloin sur- still permissible on a diet. You have to I treat w- yourself sometimes. Yeah, well, I would say if you probably avoid the loaded baked potato mm-hmm. when you eat it you'd probably be all right what's the use of going there yeah. <laughs> you have to have red meat in uh, in moderation get some yeah. steamed broccoli or asparagus. whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> i did not say nothing about broccoli <laughs> and green beans i said salad <laughs> let's not get carried away the broccoli and green beans taste yeah. a lot better than salad i would say i would think so too not much i flavor. like asparagus too mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You oh. just have to you have to expand your palate, as Ethan says. Ethan, I have another announcement. So he's going on this journey of trying to become a chef. Really? <laughs> okay, I he, love it. He's been wa- watching Chopped like every night, trying to figure <laughs> out all these different ways to make stuff. And so maybe you all can pair up, and he can start, you know, teaching you to make some healthy stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> Instead of bol- bologna egg and cheese sandwiches, you all can start making healthy stuff on Wednesdays. Uh, Heather said salad that you haven't even ate yet. I'm going to. Um, and then Joey's talking about the salad bar. And so, Ethan, if I buy Ethan a chef hat, would he wear it? Probably. Oh, uh, he, you just got to take a picture. Um, uh, and so what is he, is he like, has he ever thought about like, go to chef school? No, no. He's not actually wanting to go to school, but like he wants to become good, a good cook and yeah. cook a lot. So. That's awesome. That, that's his goal. <laughs> now, Heather did tell me. Heather did tell me that I'm still allowed to eat on my diet one bologna egg and cheese sandwich after church on Wednesday. Because Ethan comes over every Wednesday after church. We eat bologna, fried egg bologna and cheese sandwich and play golf. Not real golf. Everybody right. thinks we play real golf. It's just simulated golf, I guess you could say. Golf on the PS5. But um, she did tell me I was allowed to do that. But so if That's what you would choose to to that's the cheat day 
Cheat, I love cheat with I bologna. love fried bologna egg and cheese sandwich. Okay. Can you cheat once a day? Nope. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be hard. Um, I mean, I like that too, but I'm not sure that that would be my go-to if I could splurge. But anyway, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's a good sandwich. It, it's I like just it. The, it. It's it's the it it just goes so well with playing golf. You put mayo on it as well? No. That's gross. <laughs> all right. Uh, Joe, Joey's all sent me the man joke of the day, then we'll get into the book of John. Did you hear about the carrot detective? He got the root of every case. <laughs> I love it. All right. So my missing any, uh, what announcements we got going on? I've been out of the I've been out of the loop. Any good announcements going on? I know Wilson Holmes um VBS, VBS starts mm-hmm. this evening. All right. And um, I'm sure there's some other ones going on, but I don't have those necessarily in front of me right now. Our old app, I hear, is not working anymore. So if you need help getting the new app, you can call in 270-257-2689. And we'll be more than happy to get you all um, included. I mean, give you the information how to get that. Um, I did that yesterday. It was it was easy. It was, getting the new app? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't like to do new things. So I was uh, had a bad attitude. When I was doing it, but uh, I got over it quickly because it was easy. <laughs> the only thing that uh, I think the only information I think we need to give is that once you download the Tidely app, you need to look, search for Box Two Network. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, I I couldn't remember from the newsletter. I didn't have it with me. The directions. So I. Well, there uh, wasn't very many directions. But okay. It just was look for that, and then. Yeah. Uh, Look for a staff member, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> okay. No, it was easy. I mean, you just uh, download the app, and then uh-huh. when you says search for your organization or whatever, just yep. church or whatever, yep. put Box Two Network, and it comes right in there. Comes right up, and then you click on that, and you can actually change the icon so that it looks like the old Box mm-hmm. Two app, mm-hmm. uh, which I did. So that made me feel even better. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I finished, it didn't take long. By the time I finished, my bad attitude was gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and also I've heard, uh, I talked to Brother Ernie last night, and he seemed to be doing well. And um, and so I think he is being moved to rehab today, sometimes throughout the day, and they're going to continue to treat him with antibiotics. And so we're still praying for Brother Ernie and full recovery from that. And um, any other announcements that I'm missing? I'm trying to get back in the groove here. I'll be back in the groove by tomorrow. We have a great interview this this morning. Uh, Thomas Swarthout from yeah. from Crew. He's the director there, and and boy, he is a he has a great testimony, great uh, great man of God there, and and I think you'll be uh, very 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 uh, you'll enjoy that very much. Um, it's just he's a great guy. Now, is this the guy we recently interviewed? Uh, no, this is a different one. This is a different guy. Okay. This this uh, gentleman he he uh, he basically resurrected Crew. At the University of Kentucky, from nothing, and uh, the, the guy we last interviewed, JT, mm-hmm. uh, he won him to the Lord. Began his discipleship program there, and now JT is a discipleship leader. Yeah. Um, and same thing, I think, with Isaac that we sponsored. He was on the on the radio broadcast several times with us. Mm-hmm. I remember Isaac yeah. very well. So anyway, uh, and he just has a passion for uh, for evangelism. So Excellent. I think you'll 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 love this. Awesome. And, and if your church is looking for someone to sponsor, he would be a great great person to uh to sponsor and to help out he's going full-time with that so that's um that'll be a great interview today awesome 
I'm still I'm still getting texts about uh, my new lifestyle. Uh, well, I better <laughs> better be careful about that. Um, my, I would call it a lifestyle if you just started eating yesterday. habits. <laughs> All right, and then um, of course we can. Um, Brother Lance Johnson is going to be here at Madrid, July sixteenth at seven o'clock p.m., which is just a few weeks away. July oh, yeah. is right around the corner, and then again, It'll be July this weekend. It will. It's crazy. And then August the 6th, he'll be back again. And then the big conference here at Bethel, the three-night, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. You do not want to miss those dates. Get those on your calendar. We are anticipating and expecting a great move of God. But like we say all the time, as much as we're anticipating September, we're not waiting for September for the Spirit of God to move and to pour out. So um, we are in, we are prayerful. We're excited. We are preparing um, for what we believe is going to be a great, great, great outpouring of His Spirit. So again, July 16th, August 6th, and then September 10th, 11th, and 12th are going to be those dates that he, um, Bishop Lance Johnson will be here in the in the local vicinity of the radio station. So, um, all right, we are in John chapter 11 and um, 12, sorry, John chapter 12, verse 12, um, the triumphal injury, injury, injury. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday after vacation, so I'll, I'm allowed at least 18 different mess-ups. All right. The next day, um, I'm going to read from the ESV. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And so... What we're finding here is that they just talked about the large crowd around Jesus, the chief priests, and all of them. They were making plans to put Lazarus to death. Remember you all talking about that and how you know he was basically being a witness and a testimony to, to Jesus' power, to Jesus' miracles, to the, the working of the Father in Jesus and through Jesus. And so everybody's like, hey, Lazarus was dead. He is now alive. And there's there's like people learning about Jesus. There's people coming to Jesus. There's people surrounding Jesus. They're all all surround like obsessed with Jesus at this point because if um somebody passed away at a local hospital and Jason goes and four days later goes into the hospital hallway and says, Joe Smo, get out of that room right now in Jesus' name and the guy walks out of the room, everybody's gonna hear about it, right? And then yeah. if Joe Schmo goes to a local restaurant and is eating, everybody's going to come up to him and start asking him about, hey, you were the one that was dead. Yeah, but God got me out of the grave. All right, so what's Joe Schmo going to do? He's going to talk about how God did the work, God did the miracle. And that's going to that's gonna cause a great stirring. There's going to be a lot of people interested. There's going to be people coming and um, seeking what's going on. And that's what's happening. And the chief priests and the Pharisees did not like this because they're already upset with Jesus. Jesus is already getting popularity that they don't want him to have. And he's already getting the, the pull and the draw that they're not that they didn't want him to have because they want they want to shut him up, up, not accelerate him. And so now they're going to try to put Lazarus to death. Well, this is all going on right in the midst of when Jesus starts to come back in for the Passover feast. So, so the triumphal entry is he's coming into Jerusalem. He's going to come in here. There's a large crowd that had come because everybody came to Jerusalem for the feast. So it would have been a massive amount of people for back then that was in town. 
and they get there, Jesus is coming into the street, and the first thing they do is take branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. So they are, minds are blown. Could you imagine what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the chief priests was like at this point? Are they saying this because they think he's going to overthrow the Roman Empire, or are they seeing him as um, the Messiah, or or what? What are your thoughts on that? I always found it interesting that this large crowd of people is praising his name, and then a week later they're shouting crucify crucify it may not be the same group obviously right. but do you want my theory like sure. i can give you just strictly what scripture gives us but i i have a theory behind this okay go for it and i i preface to say everybody this is my theory i believe that for the first time in a long time israel had what they thought could have been their king yeah they had not had a person in a long time that they could look to to say oh this could be the next David. This could be the next Saul. This could be the next deliverer. This could be the next person who steps in. Jesus necessarily wasn't heads and shoulders above everybody else, but he had such a leadership to him. And he had such a, I mean, this guy just it got somebody up out of the grave. He had a following. People were listening to him. People were following him. Lazarus just got up out of the grave. He's healing all the sick people. He's doing miracles. He's driving out people from the temple. He's not scared of the Roman Empire. He's not doing anything like this. And so I think that the people were finally, they were actually getting exhilarated and excited about, oh, we may have another king. He might be the king. He might be the one that delivers us from the hand of Israel. I mean, from the hand of Rome. So, And so they're, I think they're getting behind him because they're seeing him as the potential king. Next Saul, the next David is here. He's going to, he's going to strike down the Roman Empire. If he can call Lazarus out of the grave four days later from being dead, then surely he can take on the Roman Empire. And, um, and so I think that's what. And then the shift from the shift to... Whenever they turned on him is when they realized he didn't want to have nothing to do with that. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I just, you know, I I don't have any scripture to back that up. So I was just kind of wondering, you know, if that was common thought or what. I mean, that's my theory. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's common theory, common thought. And there's probably people out there that has a really good explanation that would blow mine out of the water. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of me just on a surface scale, just seeing it that. On the triumphal entry, I think that they were shouting. I think they were declaring him to be king. I think this is one of the reasons, if it wasn't for the triumphal entry, then I don't think Jesus would ever have got killed. I really don't. Because this is what stirred up the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the chief priests to really do something, because it was on top of what just happened with Lazarus. Plus, the Roman Empire would have never went through with this if they hadn't been shouting king of Israel. And they wouldn't have shouted all these things like Hosanna and throw the palm trees down, which would represent royalty. I think all of this was actually the setup and the accelerator. It was like the lighting fluid to actually get the fire burning for crucifixion to happen. Yeah. And as far as the people were concerned, too, you know, and their switch there from, you know, he's the king to crucify him, that, you know, they were following more the miracles and, you know, not the man, you know, mm-hmm. and so they were impressed, you know, more with what he what he had done and not who he was. Yeah. So. Well, if you look at the next two verses, you'll see there's that prophecy fulfilled <clears throat> as well, mm-hmm. which I'm sure most of the people there 
understood that. And they, they probably had a pretty good knowledge of the Old Testament. So what happens? Do they think, well, that I guess that prophecy wasn't? You know, I mean, or they just ignore that? Or you talking about the people of Israel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there would have been a certain level of ignorance. Yeah. And um, I think we always have to remember that Israel works under a blinded veil until the Lord lifts it off. Yeah. And so even though I think they saw the hand of Jesus, they still wasn't seeing who Jesus really was. Mm-hmm. And Jesus addressed that several times because he would say stuff to the effect of, you don't know my father because your father is Satan. And the reason you don't know me is because you don't know my father, because if you knew my father, you would know me. And they didn't know the father. And because they didn't know the father, there was a spiritual veil over their eyes, like Corinthians talks about, that keeps them blinded from the actual light. And so I think that here they're seeing him. I don't think this is like, I think some people has taught this is like Israel sees him. They're celebrating him as the son. I don't think they were. I think they were celebrating him as the potential king. But it was still a proclamation. It was a fulfillment of prophecy. And the Lord fulfills prophecy so many times through things that is not exactly how we thought they were going to happen. And um, and it was a fulfillment of prophecy. He was declared. He'd come on the young donkey, just as written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. Now, there could have been an even more acceleration on the thought pattern of him being the king by him riding on a donkey. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm asking. So do you think the people there, so that's a reference to Zechariah, right? Mm-hmm. That's what my, my Bible yep. says, Zechariah 9, 9. Um, do you think the people were, were kind of like, oh, this is a fulfillment of the prophecy of Zechariah? Or do you think they were probably ignorant to that? I mean, I, there's no way to know, but I'm just your thoughts. Well, it says... And then in verse 16, his the disciples didn't understand. Is that what your all's translation mm-hmm. says? Mm-hmm. Um, until afterwards. So if they didn't. Yeah, it says these things, and this is verse 16, these things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him that the and that they had done these things unto him. Mm-hmm. My My greatest guess would be, especially from the context of 16 and what's going on afterwards, that they really didn't understand that it was a fulfillment of prophecy. Like, here's what I think ha- they understood that there was the prophecy, what the word was coming, and because they were always looking for their king or Messiah. Yeah. But, you know, it's just just like uh, you said, that sometimes the, the veil is there and they just didn't understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, sometimes, too, though, we have trouble... Um, unpacking fulfillment of prophecy as it's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's fulfillment of prophecy right now that's happening every day and yet we don't see it until maybe a few weeks later, a few months later thinking, okay, could was this it? Was that was that prophecy right. fulfilled? But like um and so I, I think there is a level that we are sometimes blinded, even our own life. If you talk about personal prophecy and things that have been spoken of our own life, even while things are coming to fulfillment, we always don't see it. Like we always don't track on real time what's going on until we look back and think, man, that just happened, didn't it? And I realize now what's going on. And and so I, I think there had to be some kind of level, They, like Miss Gretchen said, they knew the word. Mm-hmm. Like right. these people would have known the word. 
And the biggest thing was their understanding of or their concept of what the Messiah was coming for mm-hmm. was totally yeah. different than what he was actually coming yeah. for. I think what Zachariah intended for what Zachariah was talking about when the king was coming was much different what they were proclaiming the king is here, Mm -hmm. Um, because they really wanted him to overthrow the Roman Empire. This had nothing, like the Jews' excitement here, I believe, had nothing to do with actual salvation. No, this had all to do with deliverance from Roman Empire and the oppression. And so I think that's a significant thing to state too, because in Zechariah, I don't think it was so much as Roman Roman Empire deliverance as it was your king is coming mm-hmm. and, and how he's coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think they were all about the physical now deliverance and Jesus was coming for much greater purpose than that. So, all right. Well, that puts us tomorrow at verse 16 with the disciples and understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, that's where we'll start tomorrow. We'll come back here. Oh, we got our first trivia question going on here. Monday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What descendant of Caleb was a stubborn, evil man and not of the same spirit as Caleb? Look at that. Didn't somebody preach on Caleb yesterday? <laughs> what descendant of Caleb was a you stubborn? Know the answer to that one. Did you talk about it yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh-huh. Well, then I, the, phone, the phone should be flying off the hook. What descendant of Caleb was a stubborn, evil man and not of the same spirit <laughs> as Caleb? 270-257-2689. Again, 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Of this morning broadcast, so excited for you all to be with us. It's an honor to have you guys every two hours. I mean, two hours every single weekday morning um, here all throughout the weekdays. We are back at it. Good to be back from vacation. Got to get back in the groove a little bit. I'm excited to, ready to get back to work. Um, Jason, what's that answer to that trivia question if you preached on it? Do we have an answer? Yeah, Miss Gail Harrington. Oh, yeah. Got it right. Nabel. Nabel. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> He was the descendant of Caleb who was stubborn, mm-hmm. evil, and not of the same spirit as Caleb. Yeah. And so yes. y'all were talking a lot about siblings and how one sibling can be great and the other <laughs> one not so great, and yet everybody's still... Yeah, me and my sister are that. <laughs> you and your sister? She's not so great at all. Uh, uh, <laughs> Some she, people say she's touched, but... <laughs> Well, not every kid I'm can joking. be the one that doesn't stray. Um, and so, you know, it's I, I, hear, I heard, though, that she thought you was great whenever you did Mary Did You Know. I think she said it was great that she had proof uh, <laughs> or something like that. I don't think she referred to me as great. Now, you know what I love about that is, you know, everybody that listens in the morning always don't know us as, uh, you know, they don't know everybody as well as we think they would. And so sometimes I'll say something about Jason, and they'll be like, oh, the one that sings. I said, yeah, the one that sings. I think I'll forever be known as that. <laughs> and then they go, they oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. St- I loved it. I thought it was great. I we was um, actually watched it again the other day, just a couple oh, couple of days ago, um, and laughed just as hard that time as I did before. Watching um, it on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> now, yesterday I'm sitting here, and I, well, got, I got I kept getting tickled because 
Hannah was uh, she had the lyrics and she could not even look at me. I really can't. I can't. She and then, felt so bad for me. She was, and then I was like messing up the lyrics because I couldn't see. Oh, Lord. you did great. You did great. Now let me tell you this: as I was coming home from Walmart last night, yeah. after just getting my my healthier food. Now we still bought the regular stuff for the kids and stuff like that. But that's, I, I that's worked the problem whenever yeah. you are are on uh, are trying to do a little bit better. And then you have the other kids. It really, yeah. it's a, it's a tough temptation. <laughs> yeah, it'd be better probably to just all eat the same thing and just make well, set you don't their want to path. Put your kids through that, but. set their paths <laughs> in the other way right now. <laughs> well, the problem is you got It's like you're double shopping now because yeah. you're buying them something and yourself something. But then Miss Jeannie sends me this business card on the way home, and it was everybody loves bacon food trucks. <laughs> Said, get behind me, Satan. All right. <laughs> All right, no, I'm not Miss Jeannie, but it was the the the, the temptation for bacon. Um, but I heard that bacon's hell, bacon's okay on salad, right? I don't know. Anything's good on salad <laughs> if it has yeah. salad in the word. Like she's talking about chicken salad I don't a minute think ago. Anything is good on salad, <laughs> like like chicken salad, for example. Is and the reason why it looks the way it does is because it's full of mayonnaise or, or Miracle Whip, which is not good at all. Huh. I don't like Miracle Whip. I don't think I can do that. I like mayonnaise better than Miracle Whip. I'm not. A What's the difference? It's uh, Miracle Whip is uh, has sweeter. A sweeter. Yeah, I can maybe eat sweeter. <laughs> I love sweets, but I don't like for my meal food to be sweet. Yeah. Well, see, I'm 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 wanting to get you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get buffed up. I'm I'm ready, um, so that I can beat anybody in arm wrestling that challenges me at this point. And Why don't you go on one of those uh, diets where they just eat protein? Um, what are those called? Is are you talking about? Is that a, is that a paleo diet or? Oh, is that, what is it? Keto? keto. Keto. No, keto is low carb. Well, okay. I can't do a keto diet because I love pasta. Like yeah. pasta is my favorite well, food. Well, on keto they might do high protein, low carb. Yeah, I don't know for sure, but there's some people that do just basically eat meat and protein. But I can't eat pasta. That would be a no. Yeah, yeah. no. That's a big no no. Unless the <laughs> pasta is made out of meat. Well, that's a thought. <laughs> All right, let's do our first trivia question. I mean, not trivia question. Our first actual Bible question of the morning. Uh, number one, do you believe that Adam and Eve commu- could communicate with the animals? Um, we should have saved that for um, when we did uh, Dr. McGrath. Mercury? Mercury. I got yeah. a newsletter in the mail. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I signed up for it. I haven't opened it yet. I did you enjoy the interview with him? I did. Did uh, you get your questions well, answered? Well, I had several questions that I had left at home. I forgot. And so um, I was trying to remember those. So I got a little uh, little uh, confused as we, you know, but I, but he took care of it. He, he helped me out. All right. Well, I had a few questions and uh, I couldn't remember them. And I was trying to kind of wing my way through it. But anyway, but he was good. I enjoyed it. He's, I think I enjoyed it much more than Hannah or Miss Gretchen did. <laughs> well, he's coming back on July 24th with us. Is that a Monday? Uh, let's see here. If we could make it on a Monday, that'd be great. Yeah, it's on a Monday. Mariah gave a thumbs up. All right. <laughs> yep. And so I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy. Love, I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoyed creation. Yeah. Now, did he tell you his whole story? Did he do a brief overview of his story? No, no, he didn't. He was actually an atheist. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. did mention mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and a yeah. Darwinist and yeah evolution and then yeah. now he's one of the most he's one of the leading scientists for creationism in the world he, yeah. he travels the world and does seminars and 
teaches and does a bunch of stuff. So I hope Kelly didn't throw away his newsletter. Because <laughs> it came in, and there was some junk mail with it. Oh. So I hope she didn't. Surely not. She's still mad at me for using the ESV yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. No, she's not. <laughs> Proud moment. Proud moment right here. All right. She's not. I'm joking. Um, so do I believe that Adam and Eve could communicate with animals? I personally do. I do. I, I don't know how. Like I'm I not. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's having a conversation with them necessarily. I think so. they probably not. Maybe not conversations, but uh, understanding. But I think there was an understanding. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was an ability to have authority. There was an ability to communicate. Now, could they sit down and host a morning <laughs> bro- broadcast together? <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't know if the level of communication was that high, but I do believe there was an ability, even a greater ability than what we have today. Like. Some people say they talk to their dogs they and the do dogs talk, talk to, talk to, to the back. <laughs> right. um, I'm, I'm not getting in trouble. I've, I'm I have a dog, and it's a very good dog, but it is still a dog. <laughs> well, two and a half years later, I'm still suffering from me saying one time in a sermon that animals are not going to heaven. And so uh, I'm still facing face. Um, uh, I still get the hate emails, still get the <laughs> complaints, the threats from that. And so I have to be careful what I say about animals. But... <clears throat> Well, this is what I base it on. Um, you know, the serpent came and spoke to spoke. Eve. You know, and we don't, I mean, if it was that literal speaking, you know, I, I think that it was myself. And she didn't seem to be, you know, freaked out by that. It didn't, it seemed to be a, a normal, normal reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so now whether it was actual words or maybe just, you know that an understanding or some kind of communication, or maybe they understood in their in their uh, perfect state, they understood the you know the communication of other animals. I don't know. But. I don't know how it worked. Like, there's a part of me that wants to say like, did he call the elephant Bob and like Bob? What are you doing today? No, Rar, no, so. Rar, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I don't know. Like I, I, I do, I do wholeheartedly believe there was a, a there was an ability to communicate, to the level of communication or to the degree I, I'm not certain of, and yeah. I still I don't know when that went away either. I can't tell you that. It would right. be an d- excellent question for Doctor McMurtry, but um, I would say with the fall, with the yeah. fall. I mean, when you think about, there's kind of like similar signs of something, you know, like. Uh, um, like you know, like uh, I, I remember I've seen scenes where um, you know, like a, a soldier would be killed and had a a dog. You know, I don't know what those things were service called. Service animals. Yeah, you know, I know it's not a service animal. I don't. Uh, know, you know, actually, they worked in the military together. You know, that you know the dog, you know, sniffed out mines and stuff like that. So usually they had a particular soldier that was you know connected with that animal, and when that soldier was killed, they. You know, they showed where that that dog was actually grieving. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. sure would, would sit there at that. So there was a bond, a commu- you know, there was some kind of a bond between them, and I won't say there was communication, but there was something though that, you know, so you know, it's almost like you see kind of signs of something from, you know, past you know generations of, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I think are, aren't pigs supposed to be smart animals? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> They're tasty, but not—I don't know—smart. 
I don't know. Ask Todd Mingus. He has a pig. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he could chime in. Ask him mm-hmm. how smart his pig is. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, here's where I want to say, here's where I'm throwing the reason. Let me say it like this: the reason I'm throwing so much caution around this question is I want to be careful mm-hmm. because I don't want people to think that. Like, well, you know, just like what you're saying today, though, and how people are so involved with their animals. And almost, uh, you know, treat them like humans. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it, you know, and I get so aggravated, you know, when you hear things like that, you know, they want to save a whale, but they want to kill a baby, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, th- there's, there's a flip there with people's thinking, you know, that that's not normal, natural, that shouldn't, shouldn't be normal and natural. You know, yeah. it's, it's really abnormal. Yeah, <laughs> so. and even, like, with idolatry, you know, we're seeing kids that are trying to be cats, mm-hmm. that are trying to act like a cat, live like a cat, look like a cat. What about they pick the cats? <laughs> I don't know. They are called furries is what they're called. But it's, it's literally in schools they have litter boxes. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Litter box? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think they're doing away with Are they the regular size? <laughs> Litter box, or are they like a human-sized litter box? I don't know. I'll call the janitors and see what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, look, I did a janitor job for a year at the high school. Mm-hmm. I still loved the job. I thought it was awesome. Um, I like cleaning like that. Not at home, but I like cleaning <laughs> there. Um, but I would tell you this. If I was a janitor and they told me, because I cleaned the bathrooms, and it wasn't that bad, honestly, but if they told me I had to start cleaning litter boxes in the bathroom, <laughs> I'm out. Like, I'm done. That's why I put I my two weeks' notice in. <laughs> That's why I don't have a cat. Because I will mm-hmm. not have. Well, I mean, a box of stuff in my house, out in the open. Well, for a, for a cat to use. I mean, I can do <laughs> leftovers. Like I will, use it. I will clean a cat litter pan. I don't care about that. But I will not clean a human litter pan. I'm sorry, not doing it. Uh, that's that's too far, and that that would be unfair to the janitor. So do these people them. actually use those litter boxes? Or is it just something like I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. It? I've not really, I've not been in a school bathroom since 2018, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, a school, a public school bathroom. I don't know. Maybe but, if there's some teenagers listening to make a but she, text But Hannah's in. right, though. That's, they've, we've, uh, was, was it Second Peter, First Peter, that says we've worshipped the creature rather than the creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of well, where we're at. That's where I was thinking, too. Yeah. But also, I don't want to ever get us to like the point where Adam had spirit animals or something like that. I think there's just that line we got to draw yeah. mm-hmm. to say, I'm not for sure that he was sitting there calling the elephant Bob and they were having a conversation about their day. Right. I think the level of communication between animal and human was authoritarian or directive or commanding. Yeah. Um, I, they, we were, I, he had dominion right, over the animals. Yes, and, so. and that was from the very beginning, and I don't think that changed with Look, the fall. And can I say one more thing? This is going to make some people mad, but I feel like... I feel like this is a point worth pushing a little bit. The reason I wanted to add that caution and throw those words in is I don't think Adam was ever supposed to have communion with the animals. No. Because he Eve had to be created for Adam because he was lonely. Mm-hmm. Because animals could not fulfill what another human could. Yeah. And the relationship with that was supposed to be for Eve, not the animals. And so Adam's relationship with the animals were authoritarian whereas his relationship with Eve was more relational and communicative. And so I think that's just, I think that's the thing. So if you ask me, was there a level of communication between animals and Adam? Yes. But I think it was a different kind of communication than him and Eve had. 
And I feel like that's a word that some people need to hear of that animals cannot replace your relationship that you're supposed to have with other humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we yeah, shouldn't let them. Good. And you cannot be an animal. You nope. cannot be an animal. <laughs> just like you cannot be a male if you're a female. All right. Let's just make everybody mad this morning. All right. And so it, it, I think it's a trick of the enemy anyway, because one of the things that the enemy always wants to do to humans, especially believers, is isolate us, get us separate, get us off to our own. Break communion, break fellowship. Why? Because if we're not assembling together, then we're not provoking one another good works. Right. And we're not provoking sanctification in each other and building up and edific- edification. And so if he can get you alone and get you satisfied to stay at home and talk to your animals because you don't <laughs> want to be around other humans, then the enemy's really won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's he's got you isolated. If he's got you isolated, he's he can beat you pretty easy. And you need other people in your life to fellowship and commune with. If you've been hurt, um, ask God to give you the ability to forgive and to heal and to build relationships again. Because healthy relationships are vital to healthy lives. Mm -hmm. They've got to be. God's built us like that or he would never gave Adam Eve. Mm -hmm. He didn't. And if, if the animals were sufficient for Adam to have a relationship with them, Eve never needed to be existed, exist, um, created. And so... I think it's just a I think it's a noteworthy observation to make out of that whenever you have this conversation about Adam and communication with animals. Amen. Anybody else got anything? The question took longer than I expected. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think points, yeah. I don't think most people talk about that yeah, though, the true. relationship and so I figured we'll just take that opportunity at that point to talk about it. Um Anybody chime in about the litter box? Not yet. 270-257-2689. You can call in. Or 270-230-6337. If you're a teenager and you can tell us what happened in those litter boxes, if people actually used the bathroom in them or if they were just there for play, which if they're just there for play, that's even worse because now they're wasting governmental dollars. That's my second messed up of the morning. governmental tax dollars to buy litter boxes for people. Now, I have heard from some people that some sometimes they, it was being said that these schools had litter boxes and they actually never did. I'm sure that's true. So if you're yeah. a teenager out there who's been in high school lately and um, you've seen litter boxes or whatever, text me, 270-230-6337, I guess. I don't know. With your parents' permission, text me. If they're a minor, don't you throw that in there? With your parents' permission, you can text the show, broadcast. Um, I don't know how that works, te- telling minors to text. Oh, so gosh. maybe I shouldn't have said that. Disclaimer, this, this is all Hannah. Uh, I'm uh, sorry, I opened up again. All right, so if you're a parent of a teenager, ask your teenager and text me. Let, let, let the parents text me. There you go, 270-230-6337. All right. Um, next question of the morning. I kind of want to talk about this. So, um, you threw a question in there. That did you come up with this question on number five, or did somebody give it to you? I think so. Okay. I don't, I don't know what number five is. Read it. According to Second Timothy one eleven, did Paul hold three of the fivefold offices? Did you? Uh, no, actually, someone gave that to me. Okay. I want to unpack that. Okay. Can we spend some time on that today? Sure, yeah. I never actually saw that. Yeah. All right. So I, uh, <clears throat> I was kind of well, surprised by it. I'm not really surprised because you know, the, the, as I thought about it, I thought, well, that makes sense. But I, I didn't know that was in scripture. 
Mm-hmm. Well, let's read it, and then we will. You say it was one eleven. Second Timothy one eleven. All right, I was so, like, well, God, first, I got it here. You yeah. it? it says, "Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles." Where was that again? Second Timothy. Second Timothy one eleven. All right. Now, I just want clarification. So there's no word of office in any of those, correct? Correct. Okay. I mean, I'm uh, not in that verse. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, other places I know he talks about the office, office of the apostle. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to let – I want to dive a little bit more into this, all right, because I think there is a difference between apostolic offices and apostolic giftings. And um, – I think that what's going on here is that if you look at the fivefold giftings of the church, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In first, is it Ephesians chapter four? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it verse eleven? Is that right? I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound right. Is that right? I don't 11. know. Is it four eleven or thirteen? Uh, well, I can turn over there, mm-hmm. so we make sure we get this right. Four eleven, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And um, now the King James would say something. Do you have the King James up in Ephesians 4? I, I can real quick. But. All right, Jason's got his King James Bible since he got in trouble for using the SV yesterday. <laughs> he's no, I didn't, he's I thumbing didn't. through the pages. <laughs> Ephesians 4.11? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And <laughs> it says... In his defense, these are big pages. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go up, though, to verse 7, he says, But grace was given to each of you according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he who... All right, let's back. I'm going to down a little bit. Um, I need the King James on this one because there's a certain word I wanted to use. What chapter? Well, what are you reading? Still in Ephesians chapter 4. Because oh, okay. I'm going to say all this to labor to make a point. I'm setting this up. Verse 7, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. You're not reading uh, King James. Oh, my gosh, that's L- NLT. <laughs> How do I get NLT on there? I don't even read that. Uh-huh. All right, and he gave gifts unto men. So he's getting ready to talk about the gifts that he gave unto men because there in verse 11 he gave some Apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Did I say apostles or apostles? <laughs> I think you can apostles, pastors, and apostles. All right, apostles. Um, I'm I'm gonna labor to say that these are like for me giftings: the gifting of the apostolic, the gifting of the prophetic, the gifting of evangelists, the gifting of this. That for me, the office of the prophet and the office of the apostle is different, um, and that's. That's where I have come to in my my study. Now, I believe in the fourfold, the fivefold ministry. Like, I really do. I believe there is apostolic leaders. I believe there's prophetic people. I believe there's pastoral leaders. I believe there's um, prolific teachers. And I believe there is hungry evangelists. But, like, look at, look, just take the gift of the evangelists and see how much we blew that up. We make evangelists nothing more than people who travel from church to church to preach. Right. But in reality, an evangelist is somebody who goes out into the street and wins souls, not just traveling church to church to preach. And a pastor, we made pastors nothing more than preachers on Sunday mornings, but really pastors are people who are shepherding and leading. And 
loving, and nurturing, and edifying the saints. Teachers are not the boring ones who are monotone that don't know how to ex, you know, lift their voice and be exciting, which we that's why we made teachers. Teachers are somebody who opens up the scripture, expounds, and teaches us the depths of the word of God. Um, prof, prophetic people are ones who really get the ear of God, can discern in their hearts. They will, they don't just give us forward events. They they can interpret God's heart over a certain situation, or they can give us insight. They give us direction. They give us guidance. They hear from the Spirit of the Lord. He who has an ear, let him hear. That's prophetic. And then the apostolic is fathering. Now, for me, I do believe there are offices in the church today, but I believe those offices are governmental offices, such as bishop, elder, and deacon. Yeah. And I was just looking that up, and, and you know, noticed that I never really realized it, but they call it, you know the office of the deacon, the mm-hmm. office of a bishop, you know. Yeah. So, because if you are in an office, you cannot fluctuate. I'm look, I, I was looking for the one scripture where Paul said, you know, I magnify my office. Yeah. Which is in Romans eleven thirteen. What's that say? For I speak to you Gentiles and as much as I am a, the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he's a, he's a father to the Gentiles. He's fathering. But he again, he says, magnify my office. We make that him saying he's saying office the apostle, but it doesn't necessarily has to say he's saying the office, the apostle. I'm magnifying my office. Mm-hmm. And and so. And the office would have been governmental. That's right. Like you have the office of the president, the office of the vice president, the office of this. And you you can't be the president and the vice president at the same time. You cannot be um, in the church world. You're not a deacon and an elder. You're not, you know, you're just not. You're either an elder or you're a deacon in the office of the governmental position. But then I believe there's the giftings of what we need. We need apostolic leaders. We need prophetic people. We need pastoral. And so I think there's a way to have... Uh, I think I think what we're seeing is we needed the resurrection of the apostolic because that's that fathering thing. It's that it's that and it, there's nothing more we need in the earth right now than apostolic leaders who are fathering and moving and shaking and rattling and pushing forward and loving and and making sure leaders are taken care of. But we got in this we we always catch these these fads and I only think we mean to. Um we and we now I want to be careful. Like I'm, I don't want to be a trendy Christian. I want to be a biblical one. Yeah. And uh, I'm not interested in trendiness. I'm interested in biblicalness. Is that word? How say that? Big, biblicalness. Is that right, Jason? <laughs> I don't think that's right. How would I say it? <laughs> I would say. I mean, you put Hannah on the spot with a grammar question yesterday in, in, in the biblical. middle of service. <laughs> she got it right though. I didn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, interested in being biblical. I think that's what you would say. All right. I'll just biblicalness sounds better. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and so we'll continue more on this co- conversation after the break. But it is one I think we get we have to have. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm not like if you sit there and I'm not saying nobody can call himself apostle. Or, I don't. It, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we. I think we have to bring distinction between giftings, offices, positions, all of these things, um, because you know you don't even really find technically the term senior pastor. In the scripture, right? We've created that term for, but really, a, a more accurate term would probably be head elder, or, mm-hmm. or lead elder, or something like that. But we don't even see that really in scripture either. So it's like, I don't know how you get to that. But there was always a leader. There was always an like, I know we got to go, but this is my groove. I, I'm I love studying this stuff. But if you get into the Council of Jerusalem and the elders are talking about stuff, 
there's three that are higher than the other one seemingly because that always comes back to those three. And and they kind of gave a final decision sort of deal, even and though there was many James, there. You know, you saw James as he kind of steps up and, okay, this is how it needs yeah. to be. Yeah, and I think you have to have that leader of mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, but I got to go. Okay, we got to go. I know. I love talking about this stuff. Um, Monday question number two, who served uh, – Monday question number two sponsored by Higdon's Land Survey. Who served with Paul but left him because of his love for the world? Who served with Paul but left him because of his love for the world? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. About this still. Um, I think it's conversations that are worthy to be had. We don't have an answer for the trivia question yet, Mariah, do we? Uh, not yet. All right. Um, oh, Mr. Joey Sosh got it. All right. He got it right. And I, I guess from what I understood from Mariah's text earlier, he won the trivia drawing last week. So mm-hmm. finally, Brother <laughs> Joey. Um, and so he's got a, his book package. I'll get assembled and get to him. And so excited for Joey and Miss Megan to come in and be the new house parents here at the Red River Youth Ranch. And um, what a wonderful ministry that is. We've been trying to get the house together and remodeling, fixing a lot of issues in the house right now. Um, and so we have been working diligently. And I went back there last night and spent a little time back there when I got in. Because, of course, I don't, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, it's kind of like SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Um, and so let's go. And so we are booking it and getting things done back there. They've been painting, and uh, it looks awesome on the walls, the paint. Now we're getting ready to do some flooring, and uh, just going to be an awesome, awesome house whenever we're done getting that remodel and get back into shape. So we're excited for that. If anybody likes to bush hog, you're more welcome to come bush hog any of you want. Um, just throwing it out there. Mariah <laughs> says she does. And so we are we are progressing forward. We're moving forward. I loved what Jason said yesterday. I know we don't talk about Bethel here. We don't want to make this a Bethel radio station. We want this to be a community-driven body of Christ. But I do love one statement that Jason made yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you could make it better than I did. You said it. Yeah, I, um, you know, I grew up here and been a part of this uh, ministry since it began, and uh, you know the excitement that's in the air now about you know going and doing and and uh, you know fulfilling that mandate of the New Testament Church. It it rivals that of when we first started here. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course I was young then, but and and didn't fully appreciate it. But you know the things that we were doing and attempting and and uh, you know you know just the the activity of the local body. Yeah. And it, it, it what's going on now reminds me of that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. You know, the people here are just. As uh, my dear old dad used to say, we're ready to tackle hell with a squirt gun. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Um, and, you know, I want to say this. I just want to give some context. I love that it's been a slow buildup. Yeah. Like, this didn't happen, like, one Sunday, we're all... Yeah. <laughs> and then the next Sunday, we're like, hey, let's go! Like, it's been a build. Yeah. And I've said this a lot, and I think it's a real true statement. Anything that happens too quick usually crashes just as quick. Yeah. But when things happen slowly and just start to build and to build and build, because this momentum has been, it's been building, it's been building. It didn't, it didn't happen overnight. Like it just, it kept, it keeps building, and yeah. it's, it's more of a true momentum, I think. And I don't even like the word use momentum, excitement, anticipation of what God's doing. And um, 
you know, God's really blessed us a lot here to do a lot of things. And a lot of people hear a lot of things about Bethel that's not true. Hear a lot of lies, hear a lot of rumors, hear a lot of accusations, all these things. It's just, it's a common place for us here. We're used to it. We've grown to have big shoulders. We take it. Um, But then they come and they, you know, they get involved with what's, you know, they see what's going on and they go, you are really doing a lot. And it's, we just look at them and say, it's also the glory of God because we don't know what we're doing half the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just, we're just praying. We're seeking the face of the Lord. We're saying, <clears throat> we're saying yes and amen. And, um, and I, I know other churches here are doing the same thing. Like they're just saying yes and amen. And so, you know, when we hear, we don't, we don't talk about it too much because we're not trying to build it up, but, um, but we are so excited for what God is doing. The school, Bethel Christian Academy, we're getting geared up for next school year. You know, if you're if your kids are interested or you want more information, you can call the school at two seven zero two five seven eight three three zero. You can get that going on over there. And Miss Jerry is usually there. How many? Is she here two days a week right now? No, she's here every day. Uh, yeah. Well, Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday through Friday, you can call. I take the that sc- back. I'm sorry, she's not here on Friday. But somebody will be there. Yeah, somebody will be at the school Tuesday through Friday. You can call that two seven zero two five seven eight zero eight three three zero. Um, you can call and get for more information on our academy. It's a great school, great staff. Um, we love what we do there. Uh, we have we have just the opportunity to not just teach kids academically, to we get a biblical worldview in them. Right. And in today's age, you see what the secular world's trying to do. Yeah. And um, we're trying to flip the script and do. There will, the no there will be no litter boxes. There will be no litter boxes. We can assure you of that. Um, I will put my foot down, and not in a litter box. I will put it down on the floor. We use toilets here. All right, uh, they're clog proof. We well, just know, changed you, them. You mentioned, um, you know, the this radio station here as well, and just and the 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 community outreach and all that. You know, yeah, that's and that, I, I really enjoy that. I actually, I was talking to someone yesterday about the mornings with Box Two program. And, um, um, you know, they were asking, well, who's on the program with, you know, and I, I kind of went through the list, you know, and it was really interesting. You know, we got uh, Mom and I here. Of course, you and Hannah are here every day, but Mom and I are here on Monday, and then Brother Josh Milburn on Tuesday. Uh, was it Jacob on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, he's with, with Bethel And Jamie. Fellowship. Jacob and Jamie on Wednesday. Okay. I, and then uh, Brother Greg Carwell, which I ran into him yesterday at the yeah. Mexican restaurant. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, he's on Thursday, and then you know, and then every other Friday, Denny Ramsey and Gerald uh, Wethington. You know, so it's just you know, people, different people get involved, different uh, different churches, From, different yeah, communities, different ministries. You know. mm-hmm. So, yeah, and we got Brother Brother Greg Carwell, and he had a whole crew with him yesterday. Yeah, so they were eating. They don't travel alone. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, but uh, it's always you, great to see you know fellow believers enjoying fellowship there. Yeah, uh, and I didn't mm-hmm. know the rest of the crew there, but. Uh, they were they were had the joy of the Lord on their face. You could tell. That's <laughs> awesome. Of course, they were eating food. It's hard not to be joyful when you're eating food. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, we again we don't do this too often. So this is I mean today I figured it'd be okay. But if you ever want more information on what we do here with the academy, with the Referee Youth Ranch, the radio station, the church, um, we have the remnant a, store. The remnant store mm-hmm. that helps out. Um, families in need, and Miss Sue Mingus is leading that now and heading mm-hmm. that up, and she's doing a fantastic job. Um, you know, we just ha- we have a lot. Like, have it, you been over there uh, last this week? Uh, not this week. Uh, she's uh, she moved all this dishware and stuff, you know, glasses and stuff. 
moved them all off the shelf and painted the shelves white. Oh, wow. And put them all back all neat, organized. And she, she's not done, but uh, it's like, whoa, wow, this is neat. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Um, so we, we definitely have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And then um, and we are we have one house at the ranch right now and we're well into the into the progress of possibly opening another house for boys. Um, and so we're just I mean, God's just doing great things and we are so excited. We're anticipate we're stirred and there's an energy coming. Um, Hannah, you got anything? You've been quiet today, Hannah. What <laughs> you just taking the morning but, off? You know, the thing I love too is <laughs> it's I see other churches experiencing the same thing a hundred percent and yes. other churches experiencing that growth and that there's a passion that their congregations are, are you know engaged in as well and so yeah it's exciting yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. amen well hannah's being quiet um <laughs> no there's a time i mean obviously last week i took the lead and you know with conversation and everything but the Lord's been showing me, like, there's a time to, like, there's a time to speak and a time to just listen and soak in. And <laughs> Well, Roger tried to fire me. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm really excited. I mean, I'm just sitting here. I remember when Lance was here, too. I was probably more quiet than I usually am ever when he was here. But I was, like, actively listening. Like, it wasn't like I was just, like, you know, zoned out or anything. And I remember he said something like, I see something's, like... Uh, bubbling out of you over there. You about to like explode? <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm, my spirit is so happy, so joyful. But he could see that even though I wasn't like saying anything, but I was like, I guess he could see that I was really excited. <laughs> yeah, it is exciting times, and um, you know, it's like even, even, and I know it's not just us. Like it's other churches too, but like, you know, we're averaging two to three first time guests almost every service at this point. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a lot for this community in this area. And we love it. Like, we want to invite you guys out. Um, but we also want to say, if you got a home church, you need to be there. You need to be supporting. You need to be serving. You need to be um, helping, serving, um, going up to the pastors, the leadership teams, and saying, how can I serve? You need somebody to clean the toilets on Saturday night for church mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. I'm your person. Um, you know, it's stuff like that, like, really does make, make a difference. Josh Milburn calls it the toilet bowl blessing. <laughs> and so um, I think it's, you know, it's... I think it's, it's, I just love what God's doing right now. I really do love it. And I I think the Lord is like shifting, moving a lot of people out of their comfort zones. Um, Like re, let's say like seasons are ending for a lot of people. And I think the Lord is like bringing them into new things that they might've never thought they were going to go into. I've seen a lot of people um, be moved out of a church that they were in for their whole life. Not that I say everybody's going to leave their church, but I've just seen that, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen people being shifted, moved, moved out of their comfort zone, um, walking into new, new things that the Lord's calling them into. Um, and I just, I think it's awesome just because I think for so long, like comfort and, uh, just kind of going with the flow, blending in was such a like thing in the church. But I think the Lord has waking so many people up um, to be really just following his spirit and for what he's doing right now on the earth to just be obedient and mm-hmm. really be listening and having their ears and t- their spiritual ear in tune to go wherever the Lord sends. Amen. Sends I love that. Hallelujah. Well, we are, let's finish this last discussion though. I was going to say we never finished. Yeah. It, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, um, so I guess did Paul operate in all three offices? I don't think he operated in the office. I think he operated in the gifts. I think he mm-hmm. was apostolic. I think he, what was the actual three he mentioned here? 
um, going back to Second Timothy chapter one verse eleven. Um, Preacher, apostle, and teacher. Yep, and I think that again, he's even kind of adding preacher. I don't, I don't want to necessarily make preacher and pastor interchangeable. If you're going to make it interchangeable, the one I think you make preacher and evangelist. He uses the interchangeable. word preacher there. He mm-hmm. does. Okay. Um, I didn't notice that. Actually. What What's uh, in your ESV? Was it? <laughs> it says preacher appointed a preacher, apostle, and teacher. Um, which is why I suffer as I do. But I think when he says preacher, I think he's talking about preacher of the gospel, which is an evangelist. Like, that's what evangelists do. They mm-hmm. preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so I think Paul was an evangelist. I think Paul was apostolic. And I think Paul was one of the most prolific teachers that early ever existed on the face of the earth. And but I don't, do you think that he held any of those offices? Well, I don't think they're offices. Okay. That's where I'm laboring to go at. I think there's giftings. I think that they're the gifting of the teacher. And I think I can be a teacher, but I don't necessarily, I don't have to, I think this is where we get really obsessed with titles. And I yeah. think we have to be cautious not to be title driven. And instead of worrying about the title, do the function of the title or do the, do, do what the title stands for. Yeah. So I don't need to be a, to be called teacher Aaron to teach. Right. If I'm a teacher and I have the gifting of the teach like this, you, you teach. I do. Right. That you love to teach. Yeah. Was you teaching before you was called a teacher? I don't know. I just I feel like that I, that's always been a part of. You've the, always the, done it. Yeah, it's always kind of because you're a teacher. Yeah, that's what you're gifted to do. I can remember, not, or uh, I can remember wanting to be something else as a young child. Mm-hmm. Uh, Army man. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that playing through GI Joe's? Yeah. <laughs> but when reality sets in, and not that. Not that being in the army is not reality, but you know what I'm saying. I, my uh, idea, your reality. My idea of what I was going to be was not. I was more like a Rambo type person. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> once I realized that Rambo doesn't really exist, uh, then uh, then it was teaching from you know that was just it. You know that's what always is in my heart. Because that's your gifting. Yeah. That's what you're called. To, you're a teacher. Yeah. And like. whether you ever. Whether you actually ever had the title of teacher or not, you're teaching, and I think that's I don't what Paul is doing. People to tell me, to call me a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he, teacher Jason. Uh, uh, you know, it's just Mister Mister Miller. Like it's just that's what you are. You're Mister Miller. And uh, I tell Rachel, my daughter-in-law, she still has to call me Mister Miller. <laughs> she does. She still does. And so I think that's what I'm trying to labor for Paul. I think Paul was apostolic. He was a fathering. He was fathering. He was a leader. Like, he was just a leader. Like, even whenever he was under the law, he was still a leader. Like, that's just who he was. He was that. He had that gifting. Under the law, he was still a teacher. Under the law, he gave it everything he got. Just like now, as a believer, he, he is obsessed with preaching to people. You don't have to be called evangelist so-and-so to go and be an evangelist. You don't have to be called apostle so-and-so to be a pa- apostolic. You don't have... I think that's but where Paul does say in almost all of his letters that he he calls himself an apostle. You know, I'm just looking at the first chapter of Ephesians. He does Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Yes, by the but, will of God. But what's the word mean there? Um, I don't know. I have to look that up in the interlinear. I'm, I'm looking while you're looking at that. I'm looking at First Timothy two seven, where he says, "Whereunto I am ordained a preacher." 
and an apostle. Mm -hmm. I speak the truth in Christ and I lie not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. So it's almost like he's saying he's ordained in all those three parts. Uh, let's see what ordained means in the in a linear. <laughs> this is where it gets fun. Uh -huh. I, I'll see if I can't look up the word. What was the one you used right there, Jason? What scripture reference? Uh, just I just Ephesians one, Ephesians chapter one. one, verse one. All right, and Miss Gretchen's looking that now, up. You can look mm -hmm. at just about any of his letters. Here's I'm just yep. looking now at Second Corinthians one. Mm -hmm. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Uh, which is the exact same introduction as Ephesians. Yeah. Um, which I think in that regard, he was. Um, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I don't. Think no, no. He, he, in that regard, I think he's he's establishing his authority because he wasn't. And I do believe there is office of the apostle. And I do believe there was office of the prophets. And I think there's. But I do. Let me say this. And I'm going to get some pushback and that's OK. I think there's a difference between your Old Testament office, the prophet, and what the New Testament prophetic would be. Because what what was your Old Testament prophet mainly doing? Pointing toward Christ. Mm -hmm. And I believe your last Old Testament prophet was John the Baptist. But I still believe there's prophets in the land. I still believe there's prophetic voices. I still believe there's that gifting the the prophetic. I believe the apostolic leaders today would be different than the 12 apostles who wrote scripture or adding Paul in there too, who wrote scripture. I, I believe there's a difference apostolic to them. Um, but I'm not saying, I don't believe in cessationalism. I don't believe anything like that. I don't believe in anything can cease. I don't believe they're better. I just believe they wrote scripture. And I think there's something significant behind that, which um, I think me and me and brother Ron's had this discussion quite a bit around these words and around these, these offices. A little, little off topic here, but I found in my, uh, in my notes, there the twenty four recorded apostles. Mm -hmm. I've been looking for this list for a long time. <laughs> so let's see. There's the original twelve, mm -hmm. which would have minus it would not have been Judas. It would have been right. Actually, it does list Judas Iscariot in Matthew ten four. I don't know if yeah as an apostle. That's what it says. Matthew they were 10, never 4. called apostles till after Jesus' death. I don't think right. So look that up just to see. Um, what is it? John 10, 24? 10, 10, 4. 10, 4? <laughs> 10, I'm sorry, 4. Matthew, Ma 10, 4. Matthew, Matthew 10, 4. 10, <laughs> Matthew 10, 4. Matthew 10, 4. It Barnabas. Yeah, well, that's... Andra, Andra, Androsius. It does call him an apostle there. Junia. Apollos. I, those two I've never heard of. Apollos I've heard of. Uh -huh. James, the Lord's brother. And then it mentions also Silas. Timothy, Titus, Epaphroditus, Paul, and then Jesus is mentioned as apostle in Hebrews three one. And that now that the there's actually three different translations for the word apostle. So my the the study notes in there says apostle plural of Greek apostolos. Used yeah. only here in Matthew um, describes those commissioned to be Jesus's special representatives while disciples was used more broadly to refer to anyone who believed in Jesus. Right. And so. Interesting. It is interesting. I'm diving more into this. Um, people say, well, you're wasting your time. Who cares what your name? Well, <laughs> there is a level of. I don't care what your name. I want you to do the function. Right. I want yeah. apostolic people. I want and prophetic why, people. Why were they ordained? You yeah. know, for the 
for the um, purpose. Of and what does it mean to be ordained? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was going to look that up. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And how what would have been like, you know, ordained, set aside, commissioned, placed, um, you know, put in authority, I guess you could say, probably in one ordained, aspect. Yeah, it says ordained was, is to place and then uh, advise, appoint, mm-hmm. bow, commit, yeah. conceive, you know, uh, kneel down, lay, uh, make the purpose of, set, set forth, settle, and sink down. Yep. <laughs> Establish, too, was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. These are good conversations. I'm going to study this. I'm, I'm going to study all 24 of these fellows. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this There's out too. At least four in here that I've never even heard of. Let me just tell you: by next Monday, me and Jason will have everything We're not figured here next out. Monday, right? What is next Monday? Yeah, we are. Uh, our shutdown week. Shut down oh, a shutdown week. Yeah. The Monday. Oh, that gives it two weeks. We'll yeah. definitely figure out the. <laughs> I mean, something that people's been thinking about for two thousand years. Me and Jason's gonna solve <laughs> in two <laughs> weeks. Solve it, yeah. We're gonna figure this out <laughs> once and for all, and then we're gonna write a book. All right. <laughs> just, <laughs> We're gonna write a book, Jason. You want to co-author a book together? Sure. What is it? What's it over? Well, I, well bacon in the gospel. I've said many times that I was gonna write a book about. It was more of a picture book of what you should or should not buy at Save a Lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call like, this not a, not like what is good, like of of off-brand food. You know, good substitutions for name brand and, and not so. All good. right. Here's what I'm going to pick called. that back up because I just found out that they are building a, a new save a lot. Where I heard rumor is, yeah, I've heard, I've heard rumor out, just walking yep. distance from my house. <laughs> so how I'm would you like pick that? Back up on my dream to write that book. Well, <laughs> our book could be called Bacon, Chicken Liver, and the Gospel. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of those uh, foods are probably non-kosher, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. But it would be catchy if you uh, walk I'm past the shelf. You, I, I have this dish that it's uh, ba- uh, chicken livers wrapped in bacon. Well, it's go very that. good. I don't know about take the Appetizer. chicken liver. I don't want the chicken liver. All right, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> Hannah, you got anything before we go to break? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking the morning off. All right. We're going to come back here with our guest here after the break on Mornings of Boxy Radio on the Boxy Radio Network. All right, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Mr. Miller is going to introduce our guest for this morning on this beautiful June 26, 2023 edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Yes, we have uh, Thomas Swartha here with us this morning. Thomas, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. That's great. Yeah, and it, it's, a, it's a tricky last name. Yes, it's say that. Silent, <laughs> it's got a silent W, you know, you don't know what to do with it. So, Swarthout, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you got it. All right. <laughs> well, you know, you meet somebody, and then you, then afterwards you're like, did I catch that last name right? And then it's too late to ask again. Yeah. How do you say your name again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I do that with people's first name. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, well, sure is great to hear from you this morning. Thomas, before we get in this, my name's Aaron Wilson. I'm, I'm, you'll hear a few of us this morning, but i got to know. I know you can hear the broadcast before we actually come on the air with you. So I don't know if you heard about this book that I'm pitching, but would you buy a book that said Bacon, Chicken Liver, and the Gospel? Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pretty honest. I, I think it, it was uh, it, it is a catchy title. See, I told you, Jason. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I, sure. I, you know, I, I'd probably buy it if I had a gift card. I don't know if I can you know, spend my money, you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Oh. So <laughs> let's let's get on to more important things, shall we? Uh, Thomas, you are the uh, director there, crew at, at, at the University of Kentucky, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, how you got to where you're at, and, uh, you know, what what God has put you in there as far as that, that director at, at crew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I grew up actually uh, in the St. Louis area in southern, southern Illinois uh, to, uh, you know, I was a kid of two lawyers. And it, it wasn't a Christian uh, household, but, uh, you know, the Lord radically changed my life, um, you know, slowly. But then I became a you know, believer right before going uh, to college. And I went to, to school at the University of Kentucky. Um, and then uh, really, you know, my life started to change uh, actually negatively because I there really didn't have any Christian influence all the yeah. all the people I, I was around um, you know uh, you know weren't uh, you know walking with the Lord mm-hmm. and so I, I noticed even though I didn't know much I you know I was I was I was new to uh, my my Christian uh, walk. Uh, I knew that I, I wasn't going the the right direction, and so um, one day I, you know, I prayed uh, for the Lord to help me yeah. as I was trying to go to bed one night in, in my in my dorm. And uh, a few days later, a guy, uh, you know, came and he had a. <laughs> there was a guy I met once on campus, a fellow student. And he had a Bible in his hand, and he he uh, our paths crossed right at the right time on a big campus. Yeah. And he said, hey, Thomas, I'm going to a Bible study. Uh, you know, do you want to come with me? And I, at first I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know, uh, you know, college kids did that. I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't from the South. It didn't really have that culture. And um, I went, and it was, it was amazing. So that's how I first got in the crew. And then, um, you know, the Lord just kept changed my life, changed my life, Um my my family became believers during my time in college, and that's a whole 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 another story. Uh, but then my he he just started to change um, who I was and gave me a heart uh, for making him known. And so when I graduated, I I decided to try it out. Um, I I was going to give the Lord a year and see how it went being a being a doing ministry full time. And the Lord uh, provided with uh, raising financial support, and then the Lord provided in, in ministry as well. People came to know Him, and uh, it, it really, you know, kind of synced up with how He had gifted me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, fast forward, so that, I, you know, started that journey, or at least when I graduated in 2010, seven years later, um, is when I was put in as, as the director. And the ministry, actually, UK had kind of uh, um, uh, died in, in a lot of ways. And that was uh, one of the reasons they were looking um, to make a, a change in leadership. Um, and at that time, I had been working at Transylvania University that's also Lexington. Right. 
and uh, been growing that ministry and, you know, learned a lot doing that and learned, and, and that uh, partially helped me when I jumped in at UK. But um, one of the exciting things is that in 2017, when I uh, jumped into that role, uh, we really restarted uh, everything with, with vision, direction, um, focus, and uh, we went from a, you know, a, a small staff team of about five yeah. to now in August we're, we're going to have a staff team of uh, 17, wow. and we had just a, a, maybe a few students involved. <laughs> they would say they were crew students at the start of that year. And um, now there's uh, uh, about uh, 300 involved. And we're not only at the University of Kentucky, but five other campuses. And so the the Lord's done a lot. It's it's really exciting. So now, how many many students did you say, roughly, that when you started in 2017? Uh, Not not to toot your own horn or anything like that, but you said it had kind of fallen on hard times. Oh, yeah, it was, it was probably about three students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and then uh, the Lord just kind of, uh, you know, directed you, and, and uh, you t- took off, hit the ground running, and uh, uh, a lot of different programs and things that you guys do there, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of what we're, we're known for is uh, being, you know, very evangelistic, focusing on evangelism and discipleship. Right. And so, um, actually, one of the, I would say, the most exciting things that uh, I believe the Lord's doing now is how we give away discipleship. We we have about 200 students that are involved in discipleship, mm-hmm. and about 60% of those are students are who are being discipled by other students. Right. And so we, we've developed a, a, a curriculum that actually a few other schools in the nation are, are using, but it's it's a very simple one. It's transpar- transparent and transferable, and focused on the uh, some of the basics of uh, the Christian life and how to teach it just from just from Scripture. Right. But how to teach it in such a way where it's kind of like Second Timothy two two in mind, you know. But to be able to teach it in such a way where then they can go uh, and teach others for a lifetime, not only have it for themselves that truth for themselves. But also be able to teach others, right. and so that's that's what I think is incredibly exciting because yeah. you know it's it's not just hey we you know uh, throw on a, a big meeting and entertain people, and that's you know right. it's 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 the it's the change of the individual yeah. and the equipping of the individual. So if, if I understand it correctly, you all do have the big meetings, the big Bible studies. Uh, what what once a week is that correct uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, once and a week. then is it from that that you kind of uh search out and look for students to disciple yeah 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 so uh obviously uh you know easy easy students to disciple are the ones who come and are involved yeah. um and, and want to grow in their christian walk but also during the week probably uh every day we Every day of the week, we have students that go out and and share their faith on campus too. Wow! And yeah. so the, this, you know, reaching out to the students that um, really would never walk through the doors initially on their own of a of a campus ministry or church, and 
uh, what's really interesting with them is they love to talk. You know, yeah. we uh, have a few methods that really focuses on, on the, the person that we approach, really sharing about their life first, and then, and then us in turn. And so, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's exciting in, yeah. in that regard because the current generation um, a lot of times isn't able to hear about, isn't able to hear the gospel, isn't able to hear about, uh, you know, more spiritual things. And so it's it's like when we open that door, you know, most of the students walk through it. Yeah, that's neat. That's really good. Um, so your discipleship groups. Um, I remember uh, we, had, we had Isaac Boyer uh, on several times. He was a discipleship leader as well. Uh, yes, sir. And but I can't remember how many uh, are in each discipleship group. I, I'm sure it varies a little bit, but it, it's fairly small, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually, you uh, want to stick to uh, you know uh, two to three. Uh-huh. Um, I've had I've had groups that are at four, mm-hmm. um, and it and it really depends on uh, the time that allows in your schedule. If you're if you're usually meeting for an an hour a week, um, you don't want to have uh, a group that's usually bigger than that. Um, and w- one of the changes of why we even did that are, uh, you know, make sure to do discipleship groups and not just not just solely one-on-one is because it's great camaraderie. Students yeah. are able to learn from uh, each other, grow with each other, and there's a great accountability. So in an age where students are increasingly more and more isolated and really don't feel like they're known. Yeah. One, that method really helps with that. And it helps with, um, you know, in, in a, uh, with growth and it helps with accountability of the discipler, you yeah. know, making sure, uh, that, you know, the time spent is, uh, you know, with students, uh, more students, yeah. uh, and students that are going to replicate it. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, I know you uh, have been discipling uh, my son, uh, Levi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell me how he, he's doing. No, no I'm joking. No. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm, jo- I'm teasing. But, uh, uh, and I, I shared this with you when we talked uh, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it truly was an answer prayer for me as a parent because uh, uh, both my boys involved in crew and uh, very, very active there. And, um, you kind of uh, hit on it whenever you first were sharing your testimony. You know, my prayer was that when they went off to college, they wouldn't grow further from their gospel, but grow closer to the mm-hmm. Lord. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, apprehension uh, about that with me as a parent because, you know, I just, uh, you hear about students, you know, walking away from their faith and things like that when they go off to university. And uh, so I wanted them to grow closer, and that was my prayer. And, uh, you know, it wasn't long after that, you know, Zach, of course, went to college first and he started telling us about crew and the things that he was getting involved in there. And then Levi, when he went, he just uh, fell right in as well. So um, and it, they both, I feel, are stronger in their faith now than when they were uh, when they left uh, here, you know, left home. So I, I mm-hmm. really appreciate that. And uh, it's it's been a great blessing for me as a parent. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's exciting, and I'm sure there are others. You know, I'm I'm just one parent, um, 
So we, we really appreciate all that you yeah. you guys do. Um, but and which brings me to the next thing. Um, um, you're full time, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, yep. and uh, you have family, right? Too. Yeah. 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 Uh, you have uh, your your wife is she involved as well? She's full time ministry as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, according to crew, we're full. Yeah, full time uh-huh. uh, as a couple. Uh, you know, her being a, a new mom, uh-huh. uh, obviously, you know, she uh, isn't able to be uh, on campus as much as others. But right. one of the exciting things is she does a lot of the behind the scenes work. Yeah, uh, with the operations of the team, so that more more of the staff can be on campus. Right. So, yeah, she does a great job. And when you say new uh, mom, how new is is, is she? Well, <laughs> I, I guess she's become she's getting older. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, don't don't tell her I said that. But uh, yeah, here. <laughs> no, no, my uh, our our son is uh, a, a year and a half, so he's okay. nineteen months. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, she's pretty new. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, but anyway, um, so you guys are full time, and uh, it's basically it's a mission field if uh, for you guys because you uh, you know you're raising your own support, and uh, you're you need that help from other other people there, um, you know because that's your job is to minister, and uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know college students aren't uh, the most. Uh, you know they don't they don't have a lucrative jobs so they uh, they can, the <laughs> offerings I'm sure are probably, probably low there so you rely on the support of others to help out. Um, yeah. So how can people help help you? Yeah, uh, you know if if people are interested, obviously uh, right now um, we are uh, in a time of, of because of the change we made uh, with going full time as a couple, uh, we're needing to raise. Um, uh, financial support with people partnering with us, either uh, you know through through prayer or, or financially, Th- those who want to be a part of of the mission and helping it it happen. And so we have a goal uh, to reach by August first, um, and we're uh, currently you know running running towards it. And right. so um, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been fun summer, a lot of ups and downs. It's it's uh, you know sometimes hard, you know, going through the process, but it's yeah. also uh, one of the things the Lord's uh, confirmed uh, to me is how much you know we really need each other. Yeah. Um, so often in our our culture, it's we're, we're very in- individualistic, but yeah. man, that's that's thrown out the window when you're uh, <laughs> when you're raised with support. You see, you know, a little bit more of uh, the early church. And how they operated is like how they relied on one another, mm-hmm. and even in financial gifts. And so, if people wanted to help, I'd love to uh, uh, talk with them. And and I, I'm sure if they got in contact with uh, you and the radio station as well, you could direct them uh, for how to how to get in contact with me. But yeah, I'd love it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, but you also have a a, uh, a website, or there's a way they can give through Crew, right? Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I have a website uh, that gives that. a little bit more info on in the ministry and then also uh, how they can give, yeah. So go ahead and share that with us if you if you would. Uh, yeah. Um, pull up the link for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it is uh, www.give.com. Mm-hmm. 
dot crew and that's C-R-U dot org and then slash zero six three three zero three four oh wow that's a lot of zeros <laughs> say that say that again that part again so it's give crew dot org and then what zero six three three zero three four okay all right We'll put that out there a couple different times uh, later on as well. But, uh, yeah, they can give you. And if, if anyone uh, is interested, they can uh, contact here at the station here or contact me as well. Uh, my number is 270-899-0885 if you want to do that. But, um, you know, it, it's something that um, I think it would be a great opportunity for a, a local church or a youth group or somebody like that to uh, just help out and, and partner with uh, Thomas as he's, working to uh to you know raise that support for full-time ministry and uh i got mom here she's on our computer she's pulled it up right now so you're uh, you do have a new family right? <laughs> i'm looking at the picture you guys <laughs> yeah yeah that's a fine looking young man too uh, are you talking right. about thomas or the baby <laughs> well, thomas is, you're a good looking young man too thomas is not so young anymore though <laughs> you said you graduated uk in 2010 yeah, I, l- I look a lot younger than I am. A I was lot gonna of, say, yeah, you do look young. For I'm, your I'm, age. A, I'm a, I'm about to be 36, and I still get confused as a college student. So. <laughs> that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's hey, it's great for ministry. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how old you say you was? Thanks. I'm about to, I'm about to be 36. That's how old I am, and I never get confused for a college student. <laughs> <laughs> Get confused for uh, Heather's dad. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. somebody went up to my wife on vacation last year and said, can I talk to your dad? (laughs) (laughs) I said, gosh. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Can I ask? Yeah, sure, go ahead. I got a question. um, I know we were talking about some other things, but can I shift gears for a second? You're involved in discipling and leading young college students to Christ and, and other things like that. What do you find is an effective way to actually get this gospel in them, to them, to where they can hear it and they can receive it? Yeah, um, really the, the current generation, because of everything going on, they, have a, they, they filter everything very strongly. I would say they have, um, if you want to call it radar in a way, of radar of, uh, detecting what possibly could be uh, disingenuous. So not not authentic, mm-hmm. and so really, what I would say is just come to him in, in an authentic way. Um, I, I've seen uh, go uh, really far, and so um, really, I, I don't think it's uh, you know uh, as crazy as we as we think it it might be, or as impossible as we think it might be. It's just going to him uh, in faith and in love, and so I think uh, a lot of people. Uh, they see some of the barriers and and either either really don't attempt it mm-hmm. um, uh, or, or go where where those uh, where those students are and so i, I i'm really I re- what i've really seen over the years is if you open the door to that spiritual conversation you'd be amazed like um, how much students still want to talk about it because mm-hmm. they're wondering and they they don't have the they don't have the the knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. and they can't hear about it from school. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, yeah. 
and a lot of times from our culture they can't, you know. And you said that you you basically when you all go out and evangelize, you kind of open the conversation up by uh, allowing the the individual to talk about themselves first. Is that what you said earlier? Yeah, yeah. Really allowing them to share the, their story because you know it, it's it's true that people love to talk about themselves yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. But but it's like if you if you open it up in that way and and at least initially. Uh-huh. Uh, approach it like, hey, we're not we're not coming just to to throw something at you and throw information at you without without really knowing you first. Uh-huh. It it when you when you make that switch and say, hey, I you know I'm I'm doing you know this is a survey I'm doing this is what we're talking about, but I'd really love to know your opinion, you know. And and if you do that, it 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 again opens another door for you to share how your life has been changed by Christ. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and it sheds light when they start talking about it on their need, not only to us, but also to them, you know, when they're starting to share about their life and really process it. Yeah, that's neat. Um, which, by the way, um, if um, if someone is interested in giving, they could, ju- they could just go to crew, give.crew and then type in your name as well. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, the only the only barrier to that is is uh, my last name. Swear <laughs> <laughs> that right? S W A R T, and then W O U T. So there's a second W that's silent. <laughs> okay. Well, I spelled it wrong, and you still came up. So that's good. oh really? That's great. <laughs> yeah. So oh great. I did not see the the other W in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how about that? All right, so uh, that is a that is an interesting spelling of a, your last name there. Well, I'm still upset that he's 36 and people confuse him with college <laughs> <the laughs> <ball> students. <laughs> so, well, uh, and again, that's give dot crew dot org, and uh, correct, and they can uh, punch in your name, Thomas Swarthout, uh, with an extra W in there. <laughs> And uh, or what's the number again? Uh, your uh, your ID number there zero what? Yeah, it's it's zero six three uh, three zero three four. Okay, all right, we got that. And um, um, we just thank you so much for for calling in today, and and uh, we'll uh, keep you in prayer. I know that uh, Mom and I all both agreed to uh, help out with you and and be a prayer partner as well as financial support and. And uh, we just, like I said before, uh, really believe in what you guys are doing there. And, and it's great to see the, the fruit, you know. And uh, I, I see that because I have two boys that have been involved. But I also hear from Levi some of the things that are going on. And, and uh, also, you know, how uh, other people have been in the discipleship group there. And, you know, how God's kind of moving. He shares yeah. those, stu- those things with me as well. So that's, that's so great to see. Yeah. Yeah, the the Lord's uh, faithful, and he's he's going to win at the end of the day. That's Amen. right. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Thomas, for calling in. Thank you. And uh, we uh, hope that uh, your uh, school year, you're getting geared up for that, starts in August, and uh, we'll keep you in prayer and uh, hopefully hear from you again before uh, before y'all get too busy into the school year. Absolutely. Thank All you right. so much, guys. All right. Thank you. Have All a right. blessed one. 
All right. Well, we're wrapping up today. I'm going to go home and eat my salad so that I can look like a college student at 36, too. That could, we should have asked Thomas that. I should have asked him. Your diet, to. didn't you? I was about Hannah to. Hannah was whispering to me over here I about whispered, the, I said, I think he might eat a lot of veggies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe. I don't know. You know he's on college campus. Well, eat a lot of pizza, I bet. Well, if I'm... It may look. I'm gonna lose weight one way or another. It's either I'm eating salads or I'm eating nothing at all. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> and I, I will say this, you know, Thomas uh, and uh, we sponsored Isaac before him, um, but he is very adamant. He wants to speak to you. If you're interested in in sponsoring him, he wants to share his his vision with you. And uh, I know he called you. Mm-hmm, whenever he did. You, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so it's. That's really that's neat because he just doesn't he's not just looking for someone to support him financially he's wanting someone to partner with from prayer and, yeah. and things like that and so it would awesome. uh, it would really be a good thing and I would strongly encourage if you have a if you're a pastor or a youth leader or something like that this would be a great opportunity for your uh, your group to get involved especially if you have people in your church that are going to be going off to college. Um, it would be a, a great investment. I've, there. I've noticed uh, a lot of people have uh, signs in their yard now. You know, yeah. when a student graduated, and they're saying, you know, on you know UK bound yeah. or, and so uh, you know, there if you're if you have that concern for your your student uh, and going off to college and the influence that they're going to have, yeah. it's it's so good to have that yeah. Christian and, influence there. And I say this every time we have somebody from crew on, but it really was an answer to prayer and that God is so faithful and that if you will lift up your children in prayer, mm-hmm. uh, instead of falling away from their faith, as so many do, they can actually grow in their faith. And this yeah. is just one avenue. And uh, just, you know, what we were sharing today about, you know, people needing, needing other people, the fellowship and all. That's just what they're doing, yeah. you know, yeah. what we were talking about earlier. I, I wanted to mention that, but mm-hmm. I couldn't segue because when Hannah was talking about that, she was talking about the furries and, <laughs> and how, how people were feeling isolated and everything, and that's what they're – and I didn't know, I know how I was, to make that transition. I was thinking the same thing, how the co- whole conversation started out about communicating with animals. <laughs> So I, I started at one point. Started saying, you know, we were not. just talking about that, Thomas, <laughs> but I didn't really know how to go back to that. So. See, the, you probably didn't have this problem last week. Whenever I wasn't here, yeah. <laughs> but Hannah probably kept y'all more on track than I did. But we were really just talking about that. But That's right. It was in a very odd way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we're out of time this morning. We sure do love you guys. We're humbled by the fact you give us to your ear two hours every single weekday morning here, and we are going to be back tomorrow with Pastor Josh. Milburn as our co-host here at 7 o'clock a.m. Central Time here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.